Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Star Wars podcast, Bad Batch Breakdown Edition. I'm Melissa. I'm Matt, your older brother, and I'm also very cool, and I'm cooler than you, and I'm your older brother, and I'm wiser than you. Are you done? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. There was actually um, some confusion the other day. Uh, it has come to my attention that some of our followers think that you and I were dating what? and not siblings. <laughs> Oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> That's weird. And we got a couple comments the other day, and it made me laugh. But it is funny because I feel like we've mentioned this so many times on the show that it's just telling me that you people either skip our intro. Or you yeah, watch just, our show more, guys. Or you just don't pay attention to the dynamic. But yes, Matt and I are related, and Matt is very happily married, by the way. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am I'm married. So guys, hey, maybe listen to the show more. <laughs> How about that? Maybe they would know better. That's funny. I did not know that. Um no, definitely like... not definitely not dating. <laughs> I guess there isn't that much resemblance between us though. Like I don't People with our family, they either think we look identical or they see zero resemblance. I'm one of those people who sees very slight resemblance between some of us, but like me and you, for example, I don't see very much. Uh, yeah, I, I I have to agree. I think, well, first of all, look at how white my face is compared to your beautiful saturated face in your frame. <laughs> so case one, uh, case two, I think that there's a lot of us in our family. There are nine kids in our family, by the way, guys. So there's a lot of us, but I think it's like the genes, it'll be like two siblings look a lot alike or all the girls are look alike and then there are some elements of the guys and like one girl and vice versa but it's not like super consistent for the most part yeah it's not it's it's like there's different groups that look kind of similar to one another different ones have different personality traits all that sort of thing um but you and i are you do you are directly younger than me of the nine you are yeah two, two three two we're two three years yeah. apart two yeah. years apart i think something like that yeah, yeah, but a side note, we are related. So we are not dating. We are related. And now that that's out of the way, maybe watch our show and pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awkward. Weird. Um, um, but, that's how we started the show, though. It's like, hey, we're both dorks from the same family. Let's uh, collaborate on it, you know? Yeah, actually, the, the birth of this show actually came from Matt's own podcast. That's mm. how this show started. Yeah. Because I did an that interview is- on his show. That is true. That is how it started. And then you and I would also talk pretty regularly about Mandalorian episodes and other Star Wars stuff. Well, because you Uh, had just gotten done watching the Clone Wars. Yeah, I just finished watching Clone Wars. And then we were watching Mandalorian season two, which was during the pandemic 2020. Which was chock full of Clone Wars references. I know. And I really wish we would have started the show back then because I would Mm. love to rewatch that for the first time. And then be able to have those discussions on this show because that I, that's like one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars content in the yeah. last like ten years. So I I just wish we would have had this then, but we didn't. And you know what? We've had some good content since then, so it's not the worst thing in the world. And we got season um, three in a month. We got season three in a month, and in the meantime, we have season two of the Bad Batch. Yeah. So why don't we kick off today's episode with some Star Wars news, because we do actually have a little bit of information to talk about. Sure thing. Let's jump right into Star Wars news. So, pew, 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 pew. Is there kind of like music or something I can pull up that before this happens? We could we Oh, could there is music, stuff. doesn't it? Come on. <laughs> 
Oh. Okay. These are sound effects. Okay. It's time for Star Wars news. <laughs> this is not the vibe. Time for Star Wars news. <laughs> Maybe we do need an intro. <laughs> we can Star add Wars I can add my own news. music. Yeah, I you should upload, put together a beat. I, sh I can put together a beat for Star Wars news. We can put together some like a royalty-free uh, beat. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't get copyright struck. <laughs> a royalty-free Star Wars beat. Yeah, a royalty-free Star Wars beat, or maybe we could do like just your stereotypical like news music, something like that. Like, oh, that'd be really funny. <laughs> I could I could just record that. <laughs> I have some of it somewhere. It's it's in like the iMovie uh, folder or something. Oh like yeah, you can use you can use like files from iMovie. I just don't know where exactly. I, I think is. I downloaded some royalty free music from YouTube that sounded kind of Star Warsy. So maybe we use that for our Star Wars news intro. But if you guys think that we should have music, drop a comment. Let us know we'll just send if you us would. Some. Or just send us some music to our email, another Star Wars pod, God. I think, at gmail.com. I was getting <laughs> we confused. We still don't know our own email. <laughs> we still don't know our own email. <laughs> but if you guys want to send us some royalty-free music or if you have suggestions, drop them in the comments. But maybe we'll add some music to our sections. Um, but should we get into our Star Wars news? <laughs> Yes, we can get into okay. our Star Wars. We can get into our Star Wars news. So the first big piece of news, and the most disappointing, I guess, would be that Jedi Survivor has been delayed till April 28th. Boo. Mm. Yeah, did boo. you read that statement? I did. That's, but hey, look, this is what I was saying about Mandalorian as well, is like, if they're postponing it for quality to make sure it's really good quality, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. It sucks. It's like, I, I would rather it come out sooner, but... Uh, if they're not done with it, I don't want them to put out a bad product. Sure. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm just kind of anxious to do some streaming, <laughs> like go through that gameplay. Because the first game I didn't play, I'm, I'm a loser, guys, and I just watched all the cutscenes. But I was so into the story. Like, I am just really excited to see where they take Cal Kestis next. And I want to find out what happens to these characters. I think the first story was, like, extremely well-crafted, so... I'm anxious to get into the second game, but I, I do agree with you. If it takes them longer to make a better product, I'm, yeah. I'm never going to complain on that end. So take your time. It's disappointing, but if it's it a good story and done well, I don't care. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, that is one of the things I'm looking forward to the most, uh, transparently, out of all Star Wars content. Dude, so. and there's going to be so much overlap. It's like Bad Batch overlapping with Mandalorian, overlapping with uh, Jedi Survivor, which is now going to overlap with uh, our second bit of Star Wars news, which is yeah. Star Wars Visions Season 2, which is coming out on May 4th, as announced today by the official Star Wars account. That's exciting, exciting as well. I, that, I guess it's been a while since that first season came out, right? That would be two years ago in August. Wow. That is weird. But, <laughs> Isn't that um, bizarre? Cool. Yeah, I mean, season two, I'm not surprised. I, I mean, I think the season one was very interesting. It's a cool direction to go for Star Wars. Um, they got when, some cool when, names on this project, too. Hit me with them. What are they? I mean, like, I 
So <laughs> I, I read the press release and at the top of my head, I remember seeing the name of a guy who's like worked on Pixar. Like they've got some pretty big studios in there. They've got like some people. It's like one of the credits of these directors is like worked at on a Ice Age and then another director worked on like the Cleveland show, which is like a spinoff of Family Guy. And like, like the names behind these projects are super exciting. And I think they're going to take them in even more different styles than what we saw in season one. So I'm I'm really excited to see what they do creatively. And I can actually pull up that list oh, yeah. if if you want. I mean, some yeah, of these what's... names, I'm not even sure how to pronounce, so I don't even know if I'm going to try. But, okay, so I, we, I posted this today on our Twitter. Yeah, one of the directors is Rodrigo Blas, I think is his last name. I can't do names, guys. I'm so sorry. But he is an Emmy Award-winning director who spent more than 20 years in animation. Um, after co-founding Stromboli Animation in 1997... He joined Blue Sky Studios in 2000, working on the feature film Ice Age, before going to Pixar Animation Studios, where he worked on Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Ratatouille, and Wally. Oh, so interesting. So and he's then, a veteran. He is. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, but then you'll have like these other guys. These um, another director, Paul Young. He worked on animated features like My Father's Dragon, Wolf Walkers, The Secret of Kells, Song of the Sea, and The Breadwinner, which has like a very like um. The Secret of Kells, I remember watching that for the first time. It has a very different animation style and approach. And I just, like, wonder if they're going to apply some of that onto there. Like, imagine yeah. if, like, I don't know if this would ever happen. But, like, imagine a Star Wars Visions short that was, like, done in the style of, like, high-quality 3D Pixar animation. I'm not saying that's what they're going to do or if they have the budget for that. I'm just saying it'd be really cool if they started expanding, like, the styles. Yeah. I in think which they told these stories. Yeah, and that's kind of what that was one of the main strengths of last season was like they just it was very it was an eclectic mix. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use the word eclectic here. I think that's the correct usage of the word. Eclectic mix of different animation styles and different storytelling styles. So if they're doing that, I'm all for it. I think just that's a really cool way to be able to expand it, bring more artistic vision to the Star Wars universe. Sign me Art- up. Artistic vision to Star Wars visions. Yeah, I wonder why they called it Visions. I wonder why they call it Visions. <laughs> uh, but that Star Wars Vision Season 2, very exciting. I am really looking forward to seeing how how they do new takes on the Star Wars universe. I always think that's fun. Even if they're not canon, I love seeing their approach to that. So yes. with all of that out of the way. Well, you're missing what? one, piece, one, one more? piece of information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I know what you're going to say. I wrote this down and I didn't say it. Yeah. So there's rumors now. The Hollywood Reporter's uh, Brian Davids posted a tweet about Ray, our own Daisy Daisy Ridley on Twitter. Um, There are some rumors. Oh, this is not the thing I was going to say. Oh, okay. (laughs) But yes, there are some rumors of Ray coming back, possibly on TV show or a whole other movie featuring Ray from the sequels. Um, Anyway, next bit of news. (laughs) This has been floating around for a while. I think she posted something about being at Lucasfilm like a month ago and was like, there's nothing going on here. But it's like, you're obviously doing something. You don't just go get lunch with people from Lucasfilm with no agenda on on the mind. Um, But yeah, a lot of people were talking about this. There obviously is something in the works, but I don't know. We don't know 100% if it's Star Wars or not. It could just be regular Lucasfilm. Uh, 
but we'll see. I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't think fans are really like desperate for a Ray show. <laughs> but uh, I could be wrong, and they could be working on something. So I don't know. Are you not? Do, how does this news make you feel? Like, like, are you ready for more sequel trilogy stuff, or are you kind of like, ah, eh, whatever? Um, yeah, I'm not super uh, like enthusiastic about a Daisy Ridley Ray show. I don't. I don't know how how do you think it's a show really or a movie add to the to the universe, but I like if they're making more stuff, they're making more stuff. There must be some demand for it. If that's if that's even what they're doing, it could be something unrelated to Star Wars. But the rumor is it's something Star Wars related, either a movie, um, an additional movie about Ray, or a TV show. Do you think it's too soon? In your I opinion, think it's unnecessary. I think her story is finished, but. Look, I could be wrong. If, the, if it's a really compelling story idea, sure. I just I don't see the demand for it. I don't see, I don't see people lining up in droves and waiting up till midnight to go see a movie like this. Let me TV rephrase show. my question then. Do you think it's damage control? The no. What, what in regards to what? Well, I mean, the sequel trilogy. I don't. I don't think it's any secret that the sequel trilogy is largely controversial. <laughs> You know, as part of the Star Wars universe, I mean, like, leaving out what happened with the original trilogy characters, which a lot of people were upset with, including myself. I, I'm not of the opinion that Rey, nor Poe, nor Finn were the strongest characters in the Star Wars universe. I think they all had potential, but I wonder if, like, the prospect of bringing them back would be to, like... Let's repair what we didn't do. Let's like build on these characters and improve upon them and make them better. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think it's still really recent if they're to do that. And especially like I like you said, I don't really hear people clamoring for this, so it feels a little weird. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like I don't, I don't know. Like I'm not like sitting here being like, oh my god, are they going to do this? It's kind of like, eh, okay. Well, if some news breaks about it, I guess we'll talk about it then. But I'm kind of enjoying where I'm at right now with Star Wars personally. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same I'm in the same place. It's just a rumor at this point. We don't really know. But interesting speaking, to think about. Speaking of rumors, the last bit of Star Wars news is that Ewan McGregor has been very enthusiastic about mm. the possibility of Obi-Wan Kenobi season two. What are your feelings on that? Would you like to see a season two? And what's what's a storyline that you would like to see explored in season two? Um, yeah, I would I'd be fine with that if it was a little bit more well thought out and longer and cohesive. Uh, I'd be down for that. If you made them hour long episodes, made it shot more like an Andor and it was about Obi-Wan, I would be down for that. Him communicating with Qui-Gon and his adventures of evolving into the Alec Guinness version of the character a little bit more. Uh, I'm down for that. Obviously there's been books and comics about it, which I haven't read. So there's, there's some story that's happened in between these two places, right? It's a lot of years. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'd be interested in seeing that kind of like a Mandalorian style Obi-Wan show, but it would have to be, they'd have to be very, very careful. So Mm. I'm not sitting here going, yes, make it. Yes, make it. But if they did, I'd be fine with it. I would just be like, let's, uh, let's, approach this cautiously let's let's put some effort into it is what i'm hearing um well let's not let's not pull it in seven different directions and let's give it time to like like develop 
let's not make it all about Riva. <laughs> yeah, let's let's you know focus on the star of the show here, Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan, and let's do maybe some some more flashbacks and communing with Qui Gon and you know development of himself and uh, evolution as a as a character and as a person and go on different missions and stuff. I'd be I'd be fine with that, but I don't feel like it's 100% needed. And I don't necessarily trust them after the way this last Obi-Wan. The, I liked this last this the show that Obi-Wan was one. It was just there's a lot of missed opportunity. Yeah, you know? I agree. And I don't have the faith in them that they wouldn't do that again. I think that's completely valid. And I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like, unless I hear that, like, Dave Filoni has creative control. Like, here's the thing. Like, the one person that I'm put at ease when I see the name attached to anything is Dave Filoni. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, we're good. It's in good hands. And I trust this person. And, you know, um, further to that, Jon Favreau, because they really seem to have a grip on the material and an understanding and a respect for getting it right. And unless it's them, I get really nervous. And I'm kind of in the same boat as you where it's like, I'm not opposed to it, but I also don't necessarily want it. Yeah. Um, unless like the right people were behind it and the production quality was there and we didn't have shaky camera every five minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. like there are a lot of elements, I agree with you, like in the show that just like, it's so many missed opportunities. And it's like, I'm kind of okay with you leaving it alone. Unless you get the right team together that's like, we want to get this right, we want the production to be good, we want to get the story fleshed out. Because after re-watching a few episodes, I'm like, wow, this is really half-baked. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like, like You didn't story, let it sit in the oven. <laughs> they jumped way too much around, and they completed his story, though, too. Like, at the end of it, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine with it ending like that. I don't... I don't need there to be much more. Just like with the Ray story, I'm like, I don't need there to be more Ray. I don't necessarily need more Obi Wan right now. Um, I think there was really excellent elements of the show. Like Vader was done perfectly. I don't have mm-hmm. any complaints with how they portrayed him. Um, Obi Wan did a good. Like Ewan did a great job. I just think the writing was a little off in some areas. The pacing was off. The set, the way they handled the sets and stuff could have been better it was a bit lackluster compared to like andor for example where the set design and production value was insane yeah so i was confused as to why they didn't do that with obi-wan so maybe they would do that again but at the, at, as it currently stands i'm like his story's kind of done for me right now so unless there's a really really interesting idea i would i would keep my hands off it because you run the risk of just uh, diluting that character yeah just, i totally just agree doing with it that. for the sake of doing it yeah, and I don't I don't think you should approach stories that way. It's like, is there a meaningful story to tell here? And I don't want them to make it just because it's going to add another big paycheck in Disney's pocket, mm. which is really the only reason I could see them doing right now. And I don't want that if that's the case. <laughs> like, Right. Unless you have a really good idea, unless Dave Filoni bursts into the boardroom and he says, hey, there's a really good opportunity here to tell the story about one last old cowboy on his last rodeo or something. Like, I don't really... I'm I'm with you on that. It's like, please keep your hands off this precious character. So I think we're in the same boat on that. But that's the big pieces of Star Wars news. No doubt we'll have even more. Star Wars news. Star Wars news. (laughs) There we go. 
Good evening. <laughs> That's not going to copyright strike us, is it? No. The royalty free. It's <laughs> your, your followers are going to hate you for that. They're going to be like, stop. <laughs> it's super. It's just generic from like Final Cut Pro. Just we should do that, but we should start every episode with like our chairs turned in the opposite direction. <laughs> Good evening. I'm Matt. <laughs> and, and I'm Melissa. Melissa. And today we're talking about Star Wars news. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm kind of tempted to open Star Wars news. Every time with that opening. We put a graphic in here. Yeah, we could do a whole thing. And then we talk like this, just like the way people in the news do it. It was Friday night when I read the news about <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi and potentially having a season two. Have that fake way of talking that they do. Anyways. Is uh, Ray a Skywalker? <laughs> Local fans. More at 11. <laughs> For, for Star Wars news, let me get this uh, banner off. Okay. Also, we need to put our good background on. Let's. Where's our background? What? There this this is a gorgeous. That's not. I like the stars. Why did you switch it? What do you mean? I like the stars. This is good. This has our names, and we can take our names off the back. Well, the graphics aren't even. Anyway, that's just my inner graphic designer speaking. That's fine. I'll repair it later. So let's talk about Bad Batch, Matt. Should we break it down scene by scene? Let's do it. Yes, I'm also going to put the stars back for continuity purposes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's break it down um, scene by scene. Jumping into Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 5. Which one's this called again? Humble? It's Bad Batch Season 2, Episode Tribe. 6, and it is called Tribe. Tribe. And the episode summary is The Bad Batch Helps Bring a New Friend Home. Mm. These mm. are very specific summaries. <laughs> Okay, so we open up the episode. They are traveling to the Vanguard Access, which I didn't know was a thing. I've never heard of it before, but it looks dope. It looks like a fun place to stay. They are on the Marauder. Great name for a ship. I also love this ship. It's so dope. Yeah, um, it's so cool. And they're trying to sell chain codes, forged chain codes that uh, looks like Tech had made. Destroyed Axis leader. They're a bunch of smugglers. I don't know. The, the, the leader doesn't trust him because Tech's like, I made these. Don't worry. It's all fine. The leader's like, I don't trust you. And I'm like, okay, who programmed these droids to all be mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> these passive aggressive droids. Yeah. These angry smuggler droids. I wonder who does it. Are there any really nice? That'd be an interesting character, like a really nice droid who's evil. You know, like he acts really nice, but he's kind of like a dick. Are there any an droids like way. that? I don't know. I In mean, Star Wars, I can't think of the Teo is head. kind of like. Teo's just cocky. obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. You want a challenge, like, Teo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. I feel like that'd be an interesting character, like a droid that's really positive and optimistic, but he's just ruthless. Hey, Lucasfilm, you can hire me. You. Yeah, you can hire me for these ideas. You can take them, and I'm happy to work for you. It's no big deal. I will do it. Anyhow, that was just <laughs> something that yeah. was interesting to me. Uh, um Omega tells Echo she's uncomfortable with the situation. Echo being a stick in the mud per usual. He's, pre he's preparing the ship for departure. And then Omega hears a little noise in the distance as this transaction's going on. She hears a Wookiee roar. I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm good at impressions sometimes. Sometimes they hit, sometimes they miss. Today it's a miss. Uh, so... Omega can't get her stupid little nose out of any situation. She has to stick her nose everywhere, which is classic Omega. Classic child um, behavior. And she goes and finds two droids beating up a young Wookiee with electro staffs. And we see that it is our pal Gunji. 
um, who I recognized immediately. I don't know if you did as well. Yes, I knew that was Gunji because the trailer. I recognized Gunji in the trailer. Mm, now I was I like, I oh, it's Gunji. I forgot from his Clone name. Wars. Yeah, I forgot his name, but I knew he was like still alive. Um, um, for a disclaimer, real quick, for those who don't know, Gunji first appeared in the Clone Wars arc where Ahsoka, Yoda, uh, take the younglings to Alum to get their kyber crystals. And I believe it's like a group of them. I can't remember all their names, um, but there's like a group of four or five of them. And they have an arc with Ahsoka going to get their kyber crystals. They get on a ship. Hondo attacks them. Ahsoka gets captured. Then they go save Ahsoka. Um, It's a good arc. It's very entertaining. It had the debut of David Tennant in the Star Wars universe. So if you guys are a David Tennant fan like me, you should go watch that. Actually, I believe Dave Filoni, don't quote me on this, um, but I believe I read an article where Dave Filoni was like, Oh, my wife loves Doctor Who, so we should get like like they got like David Tennant and then eventually they got like Tom Baker and Star Wars Rebels, both two of the most popular doctors in Doctor Who. Um, so I just thought that's like a, a fun little fact. But yeah, Gunji is a character from the Clone Wars. So it's kind of cool to see them bring him back yeah. here to complete yeah, the story. He's a from bit. to be specific, season five, episode six called The Gathering, mm-hmm. um, which aired in two thousand twelve. Crazy to think. Um, so yeah, it's Gunji. We see him. Great. Awesome. Amazing. And so Omega's like, stop doing that. I don't like when you hit my friend. <laughs> and uh, the droids are like, do not interfere. Well, this is the Vanguard access. Please don't interfere with our business. And um, Cool voice they... modulation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh, they cause a ruckus. Omega shoots him. A uh, uh, fight ensues. Uh, they try escaping. One of the droids finds Omega. And then Gunji comes down and electrocutes him. They've, they're creating a problem uh, yeah. immediately out of the gate. Echo finds them, and they uh, it's now Echo, Gunji, and Omega. So mm-hmm. as this is happening, the evil robot guy suspends his negotiations, and he's like, hey, I hear a noise. What's going on? And they hear this disturbance, and uh, they go to investigate. As they see behind the cargo boxes, it's Omega and Gunji and echo hunter and the other clones are there as the droids are closing in on them and they're like hey we're going to shoot you and then the axis guy's like hey you should leave (laughs) and then uh omega says something about not letting him hurt gunji anymore very nice of her she's a very she's a sweet person and then they're like they say something interesting here they go uh he is worth he's very valuable to us alive i can assure you we won't won't hurt him which i find interesting who do you think they were selling him to Probably, most likely, the Empire. I mean, that would be my number one contender. I mean, there's a lot of slave trading in Star Wars. So, I mean, you could name any number of things that it could be that they could get a profit off of. This is like the first thing I mentioned. I was like, who is their buyer? <laughs> like, I'm yeah. very curious. I, I, I am inclined to say the Empire only because... In the first episode of Star Wars Rebels, the first mission that the ghost crew goes on is to liberate Wookiee slaves Mm. that are working for the Empire, which is actually kind of sad because I didn't think about this until after the episode. I'm like, oh, my God, the Empire enslaved all the Wookiees in Rebels. So Gunji's probably going back to his people to get enslaved again. So kind of horrible on that end. So but if I had to guess anything, I would (laughs) say it's probably the Empire based off of what we know in Rebels. So that would be be, my inclination. Could have something to do with their new cloning division that the guy works for in The Mandalorian. Maybe they're trying to do some stuff with the Jedi. We all know Grogu is very valuable. 
alive mm-hmm. to the empire. So it makes the most sense. Although it could be someone else too. It could be some guy, some exotic person who collects people kind of like in Jedi fallen order when Cal gets kidnapped by those bounty hunters and has to go in that gladiator arena and fight people. I don't know if you remember that. It I don't happens. remember that specific bit, yeah, um, but I'm definitely looking smuggler, it up as soon as we get done. Yeah, there's like a smuggler bad guy Cal gets uh, captured by, and you have to escape from his clutches. And uh, he kind of does something like that. He captures people and makes them fight against each other. So maybe maybe it could, maybe it could be that guy. I don't know. Um, but it, I thought that was an interesting thing. He's, like, yeah. he's, worth a lot. he's worth a lot to me alive. Um, Hunter's being very nice here. He's not into slavery. He's like, you can't smuggle living things. <laughs> And the guy doesn't care. He's a robot. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but this is all long enough time for Gunji to go and force grab his lightsaber, which, by the way, super dope looking lightsaber. Very Wookiee-esque. It's like, yeah, almost looks like a like, wooden hilt. I, I believe it is in the yeah. in the gathering episode when he when he gets his kyber crystal and he starts to build his lightsaber. I believe it's made of a wood hilt it's after David dope. Tennant gives it to him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's made from the... Bushes Kashik. Yeah, or whatever <laughs> yeah. he says. Um, it is dope. I that that's mm-hmm. a really cool lightsaber. It would be cool to actually get one of those like printed and like have one. And be like because then that's like that's a cool prop to have. Someone's like, whose lightsaber is that? You're like Gungies. And they're like, uh who? I don't even know who that is. It's a very um, cool hilt. So they fight him, it gives them enough time to jump back on the Marauder, and they start to escape. Wonderful. Sad scene here as they're on the Marauder driving away. He's kind of sitting in the corner pouting like a teenager. No, um, he's, he's sweet. Sad. <laughs> he's sad. He's scared. Hunter's like, he's probably been through a lot. And that's true. He probably has been. He's gotten kidnapped. And then they talk about what was probably happening. I mean, this is right after Order 66. You can understand why he's probably a little freaked out. Omega tries going over there and making friends, giving him some food. And so... They find out his name is Gunji, which we already knew, but that's a sick name. Also, good baby name. Maybe that could be a top baby name of 2023, Gunji. Gunji. Cool it's middle name, name for, at least. Good name for a dog. Yeah. Yeah, it actually is a good name for a dog. <laughs> Make um, that Bilbo's middle name. Bilbo so we, Gunji we, Thomas. <laughs> Gunji, yeah. Dude, Gunji's a, Gunji's a sick name. We le- Then Tech finds out that he was trying to return to Kashyyyk after Order 66 when he was captured by the smuggling droids. So my question here is how long has it been exactly since Order 66? It can't have been that long. Didn't Jennifer Corbett say it's only been like a few months? Yeah. Between seasons one and two where we once assumed it was a year? Yeah, yeah. She's I like, thought... nope, it's only been a few months. You're like, yeah. oh, all right. Yeah. So I'm assuming this is within six months of Order 66. Yeah. But what was going on? Like, okay, he was going – this is a very loose, like, story. We don't really know what's going on. He was on his way back to Kashyyyk. Okay, fine. Got it. But who was he with? Like, how how did he get captured? I wish they would have gone, I, I, gone I, into a little bit more detail. I think he – I believe they explain it in the episode where, he, like, he got he crashed. He got captured by slave traders. Bad batch tribe. Either way, he gets captured. It's not that long after Order 66. The other interesting thing here is Order 66 was pretty inefficient. A lot of Jedi are still alive after Order 66. Well, they were also scattered throughout the galaxy trying to, you know, maintain control of Separatist planets. Also, side note, it does say, it only says that Tech learns that Gunji was trying to return to his homeworld of Kashyyyk after Order 66 when he was captured by the smuggling droids. So it was probably something where he, like, stole a ship. And then, like, it was damaged or something, and then the droids were like, let's yeah. put him into slavery. Mm. Horrible Bunch stuff. Jerks. Yeah, um, Order 66 didn't really 
kill as many Jedi initially as they probably No, which they. kind of diminishes it a little bit. Like when I first saw Revenge of the Sith, I was like, oh, damn, that's where all the Jedi went. But now as like years go on, you're like, oh, pr- like a ton of them. Like all the good ones who mattered stayed alive, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> so. I mean, I, I always I agree with you a little bit on that where it's like Obi-Wan and Yoda escape. And you're like, of course, yeah, it's Obi-Wan and Yoda. Yeah. Like that makes sense. Like they're but Jedi also, masters. But also. But also Ahsoka. Cal Kestis. But Kenji, also Cal Castus. Oh, but Caleb also, Doom. Also Kanan. Maul, yeah, Kanan, <laughs> Caleb. Also Maul somehow survived. Also, some people think Mace Windu survived. So it's like, okay. If Mace Windu survived, by the way. the losers. <laughs> if Mace Windu survived, I am canceling Star Wars. Yeah. Like, he needs to stay dead. Yeah, he like, does. It's, it, do it not resurrect him. It dilutes Anakin completely. Yeah, it also dim- it, it, it diminishes his story. Like, also, yes. Mace Windu is a dick. <laughs> yeah, he's a total jerk. He's a total jerk. Which, by the yeah. way, when Anakin kills him, that's like Anakin's like, oh, my God, I, I can't go back. I just yeah. I just killed a Jedi master. And so, like, yeah. you have to keep him dead for the weight of the story to stay the same. Yeah, like, this is the one thing where it's like, bring back Cad Bane so you can give him a good story to finish because that was complete BS. But keep Mace Windu dead. I don't yeah. keep him dead, man. Yeah. I agree. Anyways, the Echo warns them that the Empire could have outposts on Kashyyyk because they're like, hey, we're going to take you back. Um, and Hunter's like, Jedi aren't safe anywhere. And his really rustic voice. Um, they get to Kashyyyk. They bring try to bring Gunji to a village. They can detect smoke around the area. Hunter advises Gunji to hide his lightsaber to avoid drawing attention. And Gunji sticks it in his fur, I guess. Or no, he, he, has, has, he has a pack. Okay. He has a pack. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that would have been better. <laughs> And it just sticks it into like a, a weird like he's like a marsupial. What if what if what if Wookies were like marsupials where they have like pouches and they just have little pouches in like in their yeah. arms. <laughs> oh, there's plenty in the Star Wars universe. I'm sure there's some somewhere. <laughs> Omega learns Gunji left Kashyyyk when he was young, and uh, they find these big spider thingies. These there's, little arachnid things. There's actually are. two things I want to talk about here. The first thing being yeah. is like a topic that doesn't get talked enough about in star wars is the fact that like because gunji's like i don't remember anything the only thing i remember is like in my dreams and there's a lot of this in star wars where jedi are like like obi-wan says this in the kenobi show he's like i think i had a brother but i'm not sure Mm -hmm. or like jedi will be dreaming of these places that are part of their memories but they they it's not concrete to them and it's like a topic that isn't talked enough about is like jedi are like stolen children (laughs) Like, yeah. and indoctrinated, like, into this religion, which is, yeah. like, kind of a wild concept. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. <laughs> like, it's pretty strange. Just get ripped from their family. Like, and I, I feel like that's a topic that is not talked about at all in Star Wars. It's like, they'll touch on it. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah, I was stolen from my kids when I was, like, six months. Or I was stolen from my family when I was, like, six months years old or whatever. And, uh, yeah, nobody talks about it. It's just weird. Yeah, it is pretty strange because it it is a religion too, kind of. So imagine if Catholics did that or like Jewish people did that where you just kidnap kids at a young age and then indoctrinate them into (laughs) your beliefs. Indoctrinate them into your religion. I don't think people would look on that very favorably. You'd be like, it's a cult. That's a cult. Jedi are cult, which is actually – I feel like that's kind of how people think about them in – the, the universe trilogy yeah in the universe yeah like after they're eliminated i mean people didn't really you didn't see jedi all that often anyways 
So if you did see him, you're like, yeah, you're kind of weird. Or like even in A New Hope, they talk about Darth Vader being a sorcerer, like <laughs> using your sorcery or whatever. One of the Imperial officers. Yeah, it's like that. wizard being yeah, a wizard, wizard or something. Yeah. And I'm like, that is kind of how people would feel, right? It's like your stupid, weird religion. Like you're, you guys are bizarre. So I guess I think most people would probably agree with us. You know what's interesting, too, is in that Clone Wars arc where Ahsoka meets the Martez sisters, controversial arc, but there are some good moments in it. But there's like that one scene where Trace and Rafa are like, yeah, um, the Jedi were chasing Jabba the Hutt or Zero the Hutt, and they crashed into our building and killed our parents. And then Luminara like comes over to them and she's like, don't worry, the force is going to be with you. And then like leaves and they're like, what the hell? Yeah. (laughs) Like... Like, and it changes, like, Ahsoka gets that perception of, like, oh, this is how the public sees the Jedi. And so it's like, if you look at the Jedi in a really raw context, it's like, there's a lot that's really strange here. Yeah, it's it's a weird religion. It's very strange. And they think they're the coolest people ever. And, like, they are kind of cool. Like, it's cool to be able to do Force thingies, but... I probably wouldn't like them because there's no way I would be recruited. I'm not cool enough, and I don't have enough midi chlorians, probably. <laughs> uh, but you must have this many midi chlorians yeah. to be a Jedi. Yeah, they're off the charts. I Over twenty thousand, think... or whatever he said, thirty thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have that many, and I don't think I would like the Jedi. I'd probably live on Coruscant, work a cool nine to five job. Actually, I'd probably work somewhere lamer than that. I'd probably work on like <laughs> actually the office like with Cyril. Is... <laughs> I'd love to work on Alderaan, dude. Alderaan looks like a beautiful place, and it looks like kind of, kind of sick. That's what Bale thought before he got blown up. <laughs> well, he had a good life. That guy lived a great life, and he got away with a lot, given how, you know, he was being kind of shady. Yeah. Either way, here nor there, Empire did nothing wrong. Anyways, <laughs> uh, tangent. So they- the Jedi are kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. They're it's a cult. And uh, so anyways, they, they find a village nearby. Gunji sees it. It's been scorched by the Empire. Gunji's sad about it for some reason, which, okay, I get it. That's like... Well, he's trying to find his people. He's trying to find your people, but like he doesn't remember it like at all. Um, it's still sad. Yeah, I know. It's still sad. It's just like you didn't know anyone there. It's still sad. It's like, if okay, so if, if your entire religion gets wiped out, the people who raised you, your friends, your family, and then you go back and you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta find these other people, like, where I came from, and then you find out they were destroyed, it'd be like a really emotionally destroying thing mm, to be like, yeah, oh my god, both fair. these worlds have been knocked out. Yeah, but they don't even know if that was the right village. It was a village, you know? He wasn't like, this is the village where I grew up, because he doesn't know. So it was just like a village. It's like, it's a big planet. You can find a lot of other ones. I mean, it would be annoying that the Empire just torched it, but still, <laughs> there's hope. Don't give up hope, Gunji. You're supposed to be a mentally fortuitous person, or marsupial, whatever he is. <laughs> um, By the way, real way. quick, the spiders are from Knights of the Old Republic, as one of our followers kindly pointed out to me. Kinraths is the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very creepy. Uh, also very similar to Lord of the Rings vibes here. Kind of feels like they're yeah. in Shelob's nest. I don't like big spiders or arachnids. Very creative, though. I will shout out the the creative concepts for these things. Very creatively made. Uh, very interesting. So they find some, uh, after a short period of time there, they find some Trandoshans that are walking around. For some reason, I don't know why the Trandoshans are there. Um, but they're there with the Imperial tanks. I don't know, like, 
why they don't just have stormtroopers. This was one of my gripes with the episode is like kind of a missed opportunity to have scout troopers and that sort of thing, like more development with enlisted soldiers, you know, enlisted stormtroopers and that sort of thing. I don't like I don't get why the Trandoshans were there. I can't remember if they explained it at the top of my head, just thinking back on the episode. I mean, maybe they did, and nobody called me on anything here. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. At the top of my head, I mean, when I saw this, I kind of thought back to another Clone Wars arc, if you remember where Ahsoka and the younglings, not like the youngling, younglings, but she gets captured as a um, as a Jedi that's sent to be hunt for sport by the tra- tra- uh, Tradotians, or however you say their names. Do you remember mm-hmm. that arc? And where they yeah. meet Chewbacca? Mm-hmm. And then eventually in the final act of that arc, the Wookiees and the Trandoshans are fighting against each other, and mm. Ahsoka kills the Trandoshan leader. Right. I felt like that was kind of calling back to that mm. in a way. Yeah, and I think a lot of these – so this ties into another point and another theory I have. Mm-hmm. These last three episodes haven't really been an arc or anything. They've kind of all stood alone. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I, I wish there was a little bit more of an arc, but that's neither here nor there. I think this has to do with the fact that they were going to tie in – the the Bad Batch more in Clone Wars if Clone Wars hadn't gotten canceled. So I think these are storylines that they're using that would have interconnected oh, yeah. with more Clone Wars storylines. Mm-hmm. And this is probably one of them that would have connected more with that Clone Wars arc that you were just talking about. Yeah, this is a this is a repurposed arc from um, Clone Wars Season 7. When it got canceled initially, there were a lot of arcs that were in production and a lot of them which were um, blocked out in animation. And if you look, uh, if you look it up online, you could find some of Dave Filoni's original concept art, like the Wookiees speaking to the trees and asking the trees for permission to fight, and the spirituality behind that. So if you like, so this is a repurposed Clone Wars arc. They definitely looked at it and they were like, where could we place this back in? Because the Bad Batch were supposed to appear more frequently in the Clone Wars too. Like they weren't supposed to have like a one and done arc. Yeah, they were going to appear in multiple stories. So you're definitely correct on that end. Yeah, interesting. Um, By the way, Sid is a total freak like Yoda because she doesn't talk like other Trandoshans, which all true. have like the slithery. Yeah, she's accents. like this, she's like uh, she's like my old landlady Sal, uh, <laughs> who, I, who managed my building in West Hollywood. She that's who it reminds me of. Sid reminds me of my old landlady Sal, who um, has a hit album out on Spotify. If you guys want to check it out, called Hollywood According to Sal. By <laughs> Sally Champlin. So, Sweetheart of a Lady reminds me of Sid from uh, <laughs> Bad Batch. <laughs> Hollywood according to Sal. Hollywood according to Sal. That's how the song goes. Oh, I found it. I'm totally listening to this yeah, later. Yeah, it's great. It's a classic. <gasps> it's an instant classic. Also, going to a soiree is a fantastic one. Doesn't she kind of look like Sid? Show her picture again. <laughs> Show her picture again. She kind of talks like Sid, too. Yeah, dude, that's Sid, my old landlady, <laughs> Sally Champlin. Um, she seems s- sweet. S- such a sweetheart, yeah. All right, so then they have a um, – these Trandoshans have a Wookiee hostage. They have carved something, like carved stones or something, and they're going to destroy them. And then Gunji <laughs> uh, pulls a Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins just runs in with his lightsaber. Crazy psychotic move. And uh, the rest of the Bad Batch is like, all right, well, we got to fight now. <laughs> so they start shooting. Uh, good battle scene here. Fun times. I uh, thought Gunji's uh, lightsaber moves were really cool. 
They were, but you know what was interesting about this? I thought, and I don't know that it was this scene or the next battle scene, but you can tell, I don't know if they did this on purpose. I think they probably did. The animations for him, you could tell it was like he was a little bit more intermediate with his moves. It was a little bit more blocky. You know, it's not as like fluid as like an Ahsoka or an Anakin or yeah. Obi-Wan in Clone Wars. He was he was much more, you know, like zoom, 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 yeah, like zoom. move to move to move, which I thought was an interesting choice. And that's I think a great that was catch. On purpose. Yeah. So you could tell he's he's a he's a kid still, but he's, yeah. he's good, right? But it's not like if you had Obi Wan or a Dooku there or somebody to like just demolish him. Yeah, he's he's got to be like fifteen or something, fourteen. Yeah, he's he's a young boy. He's probably Cal Kestis's age. If maybe a, uh, yeah, probably Cal Kestis's age. I would imagine probably twelve ish, right? I don't think twelve. I I was thinking I would. Well, how old are younglings when they go to get their Kuiper crystals? They're like eight or nine or ten. No, they're like eight. Maybe younger. They're young, dude. I mean, it depends on the species, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm gonna look it up, but keep uh, keep carrying on. Okay, cool. So uh, they stop the the flames. They go to make sure to, to they they kill all the bad guys that are there, all the Trandoshans. Um, they get some more Wookiee warriors that arrive on my, the those amazing tiger gremlin things, which I don't know what they are, but it's one of the coolest animals in Star Wars. Um, I believe there's concept art by Dave Filoni. Those things are sick, dude. They're so sick. Anyways, the Wookiees ride those, which I didn't know, but that's so dope. And uh, they bring them to their Wookiee chief. They explain what their situation is. Yana, I think her name is, right? Yeah, Yana. Yana or Yana. Yana or something. And uh, he's he's saying, hey, we're trying to help him. Oh, meanwhile, while this is happening, the Trandoshans stop by the site. They see there's a lightsaber mark. And the the uh, they're like, hey, we got we got a Jedi here in their weird evil voice, and he, he says something weird, which I didn't really understand. Where he goes, I I promise to give a hundred Wookie pelts to whoever finds yeah. the Jedi. First of all, kind of dark, right? They yeah, the very. I would, although I would be lying if I said I wouldn't love a Wookie throw rug. That would be kind of awesome. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that exists. It's a little morbid. <laughs> Wookie throw rug i'm gonna see if that's something you can get no although that's a billion dollar business idea dude uh, oh no there is one Wook, wookie skin area rug we're getting into disturbing territory here matt <laughs> i mean it's pretty okay. dope it's chewbacca so uh he offers them this but what does this mean like couldn't they just get those by killing wookies themselves like i don't what? know that's not a very good incentive in my opinion i i guess they're valuable wookie pelts yeah, but then these Trandoshans can go kill whoever. Maybe not all of them are good at it. Oh, okay. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I found some concept art from Dave Filoni on the canceled Clone Wars arc. So if you will mm. allow me to present it. Sure. Share a screen. So, for example, those little creatures that the Wookiees are riding. Yep, I love those things. They turned out way better in the actual episode. Yeah, they. that's some concept art by Dave Filoni. We also have... Um, this, of them asking the trees for permission to fight. Oh, yeah. This, some we'll more this concept art. 
by Dave Filoni. Love Which, by the way, some of these, if you guys are curious, if you want to go on YouTube, some of these canceled Clone Wars arcs, like this Kashyyyk arc, are blocked out, and you can find them and watch them on YouTube. Like, like they have, like, the Bad Batch, like, it was this whole arc where Rex was involved, Rex was with them, and they were on Kashyyyk, and they were all riding those little monkey-looking creatures. Like, it's there, it's online, so if you guys are interested, go check them out. Yeah, go do that. That would be dope. Thank you. I uh, love those. What are the, what are those things called? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they're sick. I love those things. They look badass, and I want to ride one. Uh, then we go back to the Bad Batch. They're with Yana. They're talking. They're drinking some kind of soup, which is apparently delicious. It looks like water, but it must taste good. Maybe it's like Propel or some kind of sweetened nectar from a plant, or maybe it's Wookie one of the monkey milk. things. Maybe they milk the Wookies and they drink their milk. I don't know. You never know in Star God, Wars. God, I hope or- not. <laughs> You know, I mean, Luke was was Luke was drinking some disgusting green stuff from the tit of a uh, walrus (laughs) thing. So you never know. So they say, hey, that movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not great. They Yana's like, hey, Gunji, you can stay with us. And they're like, "Okay, great. Now we can pawn him off and get rid of him. Although I would kind of want to keep Gunji with us. I'd be like a little Jedi guy. That'd be kind of dope. Although it's probably more trouble than he's it's worth. Yeah. Um. Text like, hey, uh, the scouts have reported a convoy heading here. And Hunter's like, we're going to stay and help you fight the Imperials. He's he's from East London now. I don't know why I gave him his accent. <laughs> he's kind of like Jason Statham now. <laughs> no, no, no. No Jason Statham clothes, please. Hunter. My name is Hunter. I'm going <laughs> to fight. And you're fucking idiot. Oh, mate, what are you doing? Don't muck about. Um, okay. <laughs> So the Wookiees are praying to the trees. Funny stuff. Also reference to Lord of the Rings here. Ents kind yeah. of thing. They have great respect for nature. I get that. That's cool. The Wookiees are big hippie dippy dudes. That's cool. The Gunji's like, hey, the trees have a plan. If I heard that, I'd be like, okay, great. The trees have a plan. Awesome. Uh, we're screwed. But I also might trust the trees a little bit if we're on Kashyyyk. I don't know. Weird nature to living thing relationship. I think it's here. like the way like the force manifests through other creatures yeah totally that's definitely what it is and we see that that comes to their advantage later yeah. on so the cl- uh, the stone stormtroopers and the trandoshans are coming but the bad batch ambush them with a de- detonator great move great attack scene here the wookies come in on those awesome tiger gremlin things which are s- s- i want one so bad and they are uh doing a good job fighting them the wookies are jumping on the tanks gunji's holding his own he's doing a great job job one of the trandoshans starts singling out gunji and he's like i'm gonna kill you with his cool flamethrower gunji's luring him deeper into the jungle and this guy's just torching everything in sight burning the trees being a douche and uh gunji gets over there cuts his lightsaber in half and before they can engage in a duel we proceed to see one of the most brutal scenes in all of star wars but it's off screen i just think yeah this death is probably the most brutal death. <laughs> One of the most brutal. I deaths. mean, absolutely um, terrifying. I mean, talk about these, top ten these, nightmares. Yeah, these uh, spider things. These Kinrath come down and and capture him and tie him up into like a little spider ball and then just slowly drag him back up to their nest to hope most likely get eaten. Eat alive. him alive. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so creepy. Like, yeah, you're taken creepy. immediately back to, like, Lord of the Rings. I cannot watch that scene in Sheila's lair. Like, I cannot yeah. do it. Yeah. It's so scary to me. I remember I remember seeing that when I was, like, 10. 
and I'd, having nightmares about it. Like, I would peek down the stairs as all you guys were watching it when we were kids. And then, like, I'd go to bed and be, like, wake up in a sweat, <laughs> terrified it's... that a spider were going to come and kill me. And that scene holds up. If you go back, that movie came out in 2005, maybe 2005, 2003, something like that. Yeah, that around that era. That CGI holds up. It is still very scary. Uh, when Sam fights Shelob, oof. But this is the, uh, that's major vibes you get in this scene. They, they yeah, kill this totally. Guy. That's what they're. They referencing. don't kill him. I mean, they just wrap him up and start bringing him upstairs to go eat him. Not a good way to go for that guy. So sucks great to suck, scene, dude. great, really, scene. really great scene, and also kind of cool. I don't think we touched on this, but like, there's a lot of uh, in Star Wars Jedi Force connecting to animals. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that in Star Wars Rebels with Kanan. There's a lot of that with Ezra. It's like one of Ezra's gifts is that he can connect to creatures very, very well. And even Obi-Wan has it, mm. like in the Clone Wars. Like, this is not like a gift that extends to all Jedi, but some Jedi are better at, at it than others. They all have so different I, unique skills. It's like yeah, Cal it, has something along those lines, too. Ray has the, the animal one, but Cal also has one where he can connect. He can sense the Force through objects to feel the object's history and... Um, that's a really cool force power. Yeah. So so does Quinlan Voss, I think. Mm. Yeah. Quinlan very... Voss. Yeah, he can because he picks up the knife in the Clone Wars when they're hunting right. Zero, mm-hmm. and he knows where it's been. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool power. But yeah, they're all they all kind of vary. So for anyone wondering out there, although people probably already know that, but if you didn't know, some Jedi have different powers, and uh, we know Gunji has the power of calming these spider things. So yeah, the cool cool fight scene, cool animation here with the fire and and all that good cinematography. It's over. They've stopped the fire. They're drinking the Wookiee milk or whatever they're drinking at the table. Gunji and Omega are meditating by the trees. That's sweet and nice. And then Yana says something to Hunter about how the, the trees celebrate when, you know, one, one of their kind returns. And hopefully they'll find a new, a new path. And Hunter hopes that the path is uh, away from war. And then we fade off into looking at the cool tree houses of Kashyyyk and the episode ends cut to black the series is over that's it that's how the whole thing ends that'd be disappointing to say the least <laughs> what do we think what are our thoughts overall what are our thoughts overall well first of all how much cooler would have the final act of return of the jedi been if it had been wookies aiding the rebels instead of ewoks way cool and <laughs> this episode just made me think of that i was like man Return of the Jedi would have been would have been a lot cooler if Wookiees had been helping the Rebels out and not these tiny little teddy bears, because yep. also Wookiees pose more of a threat. So that was kind of like that. This episode reminded me of that. I had a great time with it. I thought it was super fun. I enjoyed it a lot more than last week's because it actually felt like there was more of a story to this episode in terms of how the characters interacted with each other. I think that a recurring theme in the show is Hunter's concern over how long they're going to be able to keep Omega with them because she's a child. And, I mean, the Bad Batch aren't going to live forever either, so I I kind of see that thread coming back where he's super concerned about her um, and their future. And also, uh, just generally, his soft spot for children. I mean, like, in the very first episode of Bad Batch, we see Hunter, like, reaching out to Kanan being like, I want to help you. Like, he's got a soft spot for these kids, you know, like, Gunji, Omega, like, he's very sensitive in that way, and so, like, you kind of see that thread coming back in how he shows concern, because he's like, yeah, like, they're not going to ever be able to be children, and that's the tragedy of this. So I thought that was great. I am, while I really did enjoy this episode, I, I am so surprised that they're not carrying out more of a consistent thread. 
of story mm. right now because they did they did do that in season one and granted we had our Sid missions but it did feel like we had a consistent story going into it so I'd have to say where I would knock off this episode is kind of like why aren't we progressing the story in some way to the yeah. overall season like why are we waiting to what I assume is going to be next week because next week is the mid-season finale yeah but like in general I had a great time with this episode thought it was super fun Felt very Clone Wars-y. I love to see Gunji. I love these callbacks to Clone Wars. I love how creative it is. I had a great time with it, but like, it feels weird knowing where we're headed next week. Yeah, I, we haven't seen Crosshair since this third episode. That's really weird. Second, I think. No, First, third. No, third episode. Super weird. I don't know why they don't have this. This Look, I'm not to say I don't like this last episode. I thought it was fine. I just, it's like, okay, let's have a... Even if we were just doing a two or three episode story arc, give me something. Give me more meat and potatoes here. It's just there's no, there's really no stakes here. You know, it's it's I, it's tough to feel for the Bad Batch right now because I'm like I know you're gonna get out of this episode fine. They haven't set anything mm-hmm. up beforehand to make me think otherwise. So I, I'm not as invested in it as I could be if there was an underlying story happening. So that's why that's why I feel like they it needs to be more linear. Like how yeah. we were talking about last week. It's just like, I, I just feel like they need to tighten it a little bit more because it's like how we discussed last week. Right now, it feels like they're copying and pasting the Clone Wars format. Yeah. Um, but the Clone Wars format worked because it was a general story about the Clone Wars and everybody's stories that took place within it that made up the Clone Wars. And mm-hmm. you had focused in arcs, but it was a very broad topic for the most part. But like the Bad Batch is so focused in on this crew that you almost think it would be tighter in the, in the story. Yeah. Like, you know, how does Echo, like, how does it make Echo feel that, like, they're chasing after children this entire episode? Like, why doesn't he have, like, a, I don't know, this is an example. I know we've seen stuff like this in the show, but, like, an argue, like, maybe an underlying story of this last episode is, like, he's been arguing with Hunter the entire time, and they're, like, on opposing yeah. sides, and they have to get mm-hmm. past their differences. Do you get what yeah. I'm saying, though? Like, Definitely. we need to have that kind of conflict, but right now it's, like, the plot is happening first, and then, like, the character conflict is, like, in the background. Yeah. And I don't know why they're doing that. And yeah, I'm just confused as all. It doesn't have to advance all that much. It just has to be a tiny, just a tiny little bit. That's it. And I agree with you. There needs to be more character interplay with one another. I'll give an example. This might not be the best example, but I'll give it anyways because I feel like it. I'm rewatching The Sopranos right now with Beth, my wife. Who is not Matt's you? It's wife. a different. It's an English woman <laughs> who, who lives here. That's actually her behind me. That's her. Okay, that's my her royal wife. portrait. Yeah, and mine's right next to it. Um, they're off center. I know. I gotta fix it. Uh, so we're watching The Sopranos, and we just watched one of the best episodes of this series, in my opinion. Actually, maybe out of any show like ever, it's one of the best episodes of television. It's called Pine Barrens. And essentially what happens is two of the main characters, Polly and Christopher, get lost in the woods trying to dispose of a body. Okay. Uh, I don't want to ruin it too much. It's a very, very interesting episode. But it's like – and it's kind of a filler. Like it doesn't advance the plot of the show that much, although it does slightly. While that's going on, Tony, the main character of the show, is also having issues with his this girl that he's having an affair with as well as his family. And there, it's it's forwarding the plot slightly. There's this really interesting side thing going on with these two other main characters, 
and their relationship is developing. They go at each other's throats a couple times. They have a couple mm-hmm. interesting pieces of dialogue where they go back and forth. And it's just it's such an engaging good episode. It's it's an amazing episode of TV. It's it's a masterclass on how to write both dialogue and a story. So it's probably not the best example because it's one of the best episodes of TV in my opinion. But I like that's kind of what you need. And that's kind of what I'm comparing this episode to is like it's kind of filler. I don't like I don't really love that word either. Like it is kind of like a it's a non-plot forwarding episode, which is okay, but there has to be something in between that happens at least a little bit mm-hmm. to give the viewer something to look forward to next week or at least have some cohesiveness between this week, next week and last week. I don't know if they I first of all, I definitely agree with you in in, in the sense where you're still building the characters even if the plot isn't really playing into the overall season. Where I'm getting caught right now is like for example, Echo is clearly irritated that they keep doing the Sid missions, right? Mm-hmm. But they never carry it out to a point where he has a fight with another character about it. Where it's like the whole conflict of the episode is based on, I don't know, Hunter and Echo being on different levels. Not to say that they need an episode where it's they go dispose of a body together. But maybe like the whole, <laughs> maybe the whole mission is Echo and Hunter get caught somewhere and they have to hash it out. Mm. And they get angry at each other. Like they're trying to work together to get out of a difficult situation, but they have to hash it out. And you really start to feel for these characters because Hunter's on the side of like, are we supposed to ditch a kid? Yeah. Like what happened to doing the right thing? And Echo's like, well, what happened to being brothers like with like Rex and um, fighting for something that we believe in instead of hiding in the shadows? Like they don't really put those characters in those uncomfortable situations where they're actually forced to grow and develop from each other. Like we get little tastes of it, but I don't know if they've yeah. actually devoted an episode to exploring that kind of conflict. Right. You know, because I, I think that there's something to be said when you mention like a conflict in passing, like Hunter and Echo having that mini argument that Omega overhears in the first episode, but they don't really carry it out where it becomes a major conflict. And then if they have like a major moment happen in a later episode, like the payoff is going to be bigger because you've had time to sit with these characters and their emotions over these two different topics of like staying or leaving to go fight a bigger battle, which has already been lost, you know? So I don't know if they're really, I don't know if they're allowing their audience to sit with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree. I think there's just a, it lacks a cohesion between, like these last three. Nothing connects them. And it's okay to not have all the characters in every episode. Yeah. We saw that with the racing episode, right? And we see this with every show. Like that one I was just telling you about, with The Sopranos. Not every main character is in that, show, in that episode. It's just a yeah. couple of the main characters. That's fine. It still develops it. It still stands alone. It's on its own. It can be its own thing. It can be this. It's just there needs to be a one more thing happening i think like to your point like maybe just like some uh argument going on between two of them in the group or something i don't know like carrying it out throughout the entire episode yeah yeah totally but either way i enjoyed it i think it's a solid episode to me it's like Mm -hmm. a seven seven point three i'm not like ooh, this is like super memorable but it's good and i you know it's interesting to have gunji come back it just wasn't it didn't really for we didn't move forward with anything there's nothing that like anchors it as like a standout episode of animated star wars yeah i'll I'll agree with that i'm not i don't um maybe 7.8 to Mm. 8 i didn't like and i really really enjoyed 
this episode a lot. I really enjoyed it a lot. But I think, like, we've had three episodes with, like, no plot. And I I think I'm docking it based on that. Because I, I don't think that every episode necessarily, like you said, has to be this big grand thing with this major character cameo or whatever or this plot thread tying into that plot thread like i think it's okay to have those episodes but like when you do them three in a row i'm starting to question i'm like okay what are we doing <laughs> like yeah where are we going with this yeah, um but and I think it, it was fun moving into the uh next week which is going to be the mid-season finale as we can see the clone conspiracy and truth and consequences both airing next week i think we can expect that those to be like a lot of what you and I are looking for. Mm-hmm. It's just strange to me. We haven't really had any build up to that at all. Like we've had like one, maybe two episodes that have like an overarching story to them, you know, and that's like the first one, two episodes, whatever episodes one through three, you know? So I don't know. It'll be interesting next to see, to see next week, how they, uh, what the, what those look like, but well, it's uh, like right now, I'm feeling pretty casual, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm not really worried about any of them, you know? It's not like I'm sitting on the edge of my seat going, oh my God, are they going to kill Echo? Are they going to kill Crosser? Like, I'm not really worried. I'm like, do, 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 everybody's fine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and I just wish there was like a little bit more oomph. Yeah. Like, hey, totally. you don't know where these guys are going and we are going to pull the rug out from underneath you. <laughs> I agree. Listener yeah, questions time? Questions time, community page time. I think we already announced it. I think, is this a good time to announce our merch, Melissa? Uh, I guess. Okay, guys, so exciting news. We told you guys last week we're going to start giving out t-shirts to the best question of the week. We have not received any questions per se, but we figured we would need to release what those shirts actually look like first, which is super exciting. So Huge news for us. We are starting a merch store. You'll be able to see that on our YouTube page in the next couple of days here. We're still working on some designs, but you'll be able to buy T-shirts, pins, mugs, uh, sweatshirts, anything that you guys want. We're going to have up on the site. Now, we need your guys' help into knowing which designs you like most, which ones you want to see more of. So if you guys want to go over to we'll, – we'll make a post on our community page. If you want to we'll, – we'll do a poll, and we can take a poll on which ones you guys like the most, which ones you guys don't like. And you can let us know what you'd like to see more of. And we're going to make content based on what you guys want because that's what that's that's going to be the best way to move forward with this. But I think you guys will like the designs that we have so far. Melissa did an amazing job putting these together. Um, she's very talented. So super exciting stuff. But yes, if you guys want to be considered for a free t-shirt every week, comment your question on our community page or email us at anotherstarwarspod at gmail. Dot com And we will pick a winner each week from our brand new merch and we'll send it to you. So super exciting stuff there. We should add a musical cue in for that too. <laughs> Special announcements. Special announcements. <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So there we go. So that's the news. All right. Viewer thoughts. Viewer Let's thoughts. Page. We asked, what did you guys think? Let us know your thoughts or theories. Kelatar says, good solid episode. It was neat to see the Bad Batch go back to their roots and immediately side with the Jedi. And they didn't set for stun. Good point. Favorite detail, Wrecker speaking Wookiee. Yes. I did love that part. Very funny. Hilarious. Which, the sorry, captions which part? are my favorite. Wrecker speaking Wookiee. Oh, 
Shewook, Shearwook. What what is the language called? Uh, yeah, yeah. Shearwook, something like that. Shearwook, Shearwook. Yeah. Hilarious captions, subtitles there. I love the subtitles for this show, by the way. They're always hilarious. It'll be like chittering noises or like Wrecker <laughs> imitating Wookie, <laughs> like stuff like that. Um, but yeah, totally agree. Good, good, solid episode. Going immediately siding with the Jedi. That's also a good point. They don't hesitate at all. They know that the Jedi are the good guys. Micah Hill writes, I loved it. I love anything with new Wookiee content. I love how Gunji said, if you aren't a threat, they won't attack. Like when Kanan said it to Ezra about the Krinka. Can. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, did yeah, I say Kanan? That... Yeah, Kanan. Whoops. <laughs> Kanan. Let's Kanan. call him Kanan. Whoops. The, uh. Yeah, it's um, it's the exactly like Rebels. You know what we need to do next is we need to watch specific Rebels episodes with you on mm. the channel. I think that's our our next project to consider when we Ooh, get a chance. Good idea. Galen says, "I give this episode a ten out of ten. Best episode ever. It's high ranking, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm, better, best episode ever. I I dispute that. Episode three is definitely the best." Episode three was is really hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Brandon um, Deke said best episode of this season as well. I think. Yeah, oh, and then someone commented. Sentio said episode three was the best episode yet. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, can't pronounce this user's name. What is this? A very good and satisfying episode before the grand mid-season finale with two episodes. Yeah, I think next week is real. I think next week is the Rex and Cody plot. And I think by the end of the first of the the two parts, I think people are going to really be on edge about Cody. Yeah, I agree. I think well, Cody's the one that people are going to be sweating over. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we're already biting our nails. We'll see what happens there. I mean, interesting titles for next week. The Clone Conspiracy, which Clone Uprising, that has those fingerprints yep. all over it. Truth and Consequences. Those both are like heavy titles. Heavy titles. Like they're not they're not like tribe faster <laughs> yeah, they're like truth and consequence it's like what's the difference faster truth and consequences <laughs> like, yeah. you're like truth oh and consequences and it's like those two, old trailers yeah spoils of war solitary clone the truth and consequences <laughs> truth and right. consequences is so heavy um i think that's pretty much see. it a very good okay blah 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 finally something that is star warsy there i said it from Cheetan Rakitan. I don't know if I said that right. Sorry if I butchered your name. <laughs> but yeah, pretty Star Warsy, I would say. It was a pretty Star Warsy episode. Yeah. It was it was very entertaining, very Star Warsy. They do a great job of in this show, they do a really good job of um incorporating all the elements that makes Star Wars Star Wars. I think that they do a really, really good job of that and they stay very true to the source material, which I really appreciate. And it's easy to just for me to get reimmersed into the Star Wars universe when I watch this show. But yeah, I think overall, good episode. I am anxious to get back into the main plot and see where this is going. Especially with the, um, I'm really surprised they have not continued the thread on, oh, like, stealing Omega and trying to clone her. And very the Nala thing and the Lama Su thing. <laughs> yeah, very strange we haven't done anything with that at all. I just kind of feel like we're just floating along in a boat with no idea with where we're going. They yeah, a, couple a hints, little bit. But we, we don't really – you want to have some kind of direction with a TV mm -hmm. show. We don't really have that right now. But it's fine. Whatever. I'm enjoying the ride. Whatever. Who cares? It's fun. You know? 
Um, what are your guys' theories? Drop your theories and stuff in the comments below. And don't forget, write a question. Write us a question. The best question will receive a free T-shirt. Who doesn't love a free T-shirt? Come on. Or best Losers. theory. We can do best question or best theory. How about that? So we'll open it up a little bit. Yeah, let's um, do best question and, and best theory. It doesn't have to relate to the episode. It can relate to anything with this Star Wars or Star Wars related. It can be about anything Star Wars related, whether it's preferences for us, what we like, what we don't like, uh, what we think about one thing, what we don't think, or what we think about something else, or mm -hmm. what our theories are on stuff or what your theories are, and we can give you a free teaser. So don't forget to participate. We'll, we'll shortly share the merch ideas. We're excited. Um, and that also is helpful for us, guys, because if you support that us and buy the merch, it supports the channel and it helps us so that we're able to make more content, which is the goal, right? That's what we want to do. We want to be able to make more content. That's we have a goal. lot of stuff we'd like to do. We just don't have the time at the moment. I would love to be able to do this full time, and I'm sure you would too, Melissa. But um, yeah, maybe we'll get to that point. And merch is a good step in the right direction. So we appreciate your guys' support. I think on that note too – Maybe we, after we get a couple more subscribers, we'll probably start a subscription at some point. We need to start doing more live streams too. We need to get back into that. So maybe, maybe this next month I'll do um, some Jedi Fallen Order streams to freshen up on that in preparation for the new Jedi Survivor game. New game. That could new be fun. game. Get us get us a, a refresher course before the game yeah. comes out. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Don't forget, stop by our Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Give us a follow. We post a lot. We post some funny stuff. We post some memes. <laughs> we repost some stuff. Uh, star underscore wars underscore pod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. TikTok's fire, dude. Our Instagram is fire. You can listen to us on anywhere you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple, Anchor Breaker, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, whatever's convenient for you. Please leave us a review if you go to Spotify or Apple, though. It really does help us. You know, Write us a kind review on Apple. That would be helpful. Also, for this video, click subscribe so you guys don't miss out on our reaction videos every single That's week. True. And more breakdowns like this. Click the like button if you've enjoyed this one. And click that notification bell if you are subscribed. If you're new, thank you for checking out this video and making it this long hour all the way through. And if you're returning, we appreciate you guys too. But yeah, we'll see you guys next time on our reaction videos for episode seven, The Clone Conspiracy for The Bad Batch season two. We'll see you guys then. We will. See you later. See you later, guys. Bye.